Amen. Thank God. Thank you, Lord. Well, this morning it's good to be here. What do you think about that snow? Isn't it beautiful? So lovely. Last year I made the terrible mistake of trying to drive to the Mount Charleston Hotel during one of those, uh, you know, really cold, snowy days. And, and there was an officer and she said, uh, we're stopping everybody here. We don't want anybody to go forward because uh, the conditions are not good. And I said, can we just go a little bit further and park at the hotel? And she probably should have said no, but she said, okay, just to the hotel. The moment I drove into that parking lot, our car was trapped. There was no getting out of that parking lot. Jana's Genesis is just spinning its wheels and we're starting to slide in the ice. And we had one guy help us uh, to uh, push the car back to the road. And I thought, this is terrible. I can't believe I did something like this. But you know what? It's always good to have help. Amen. And it's always good to show thankfulness. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to look at Matthew 6. 9 through 15, because there are times that we do need help, amen? And there are times that we need to show thankfulness. Has anybody ever done anything for you and you thought to yourself, I need to use the appropriate amount of thankfulness in this moment to really portray how thankful I truly am? Have you ever had a moment like that? Has anybody ever given you something that you thought, wow, that is really thoughtful? Anybody? Or have you ever received anything that's of some value that you thought, I can't believe you would think of me like this. And then we think to ourselves, and that's what I titled this sermon, The Right Amount of Thankfulness. We'll look at the scriptures soon, but it's Matthew 6, 9-15. But I started thinking a few different things. There are a couple moments in my life where someone has given me something that I really wanted to make sure that I rose to the occasion so I didn't just uh, appear to be just kind of thankful. Uh, One thing that I uh, was thinking about is a friend of mine uh, in the jewelry business one time gave me like four suits of his, really nice suits. And I thought, wow, that is really cool. And I I didn't have to spend my money on going and buying suits for the hotel. And I thought, what do I do for Gus? Do I write a note? Do I send it to his house? Should I buy him a little gift and show him how thankful I am? Have you ever been in a moment like this? Like, how far do I take this? Uh, The one thing I wanted to mention is, when it comes to the Lord's goodness, I was thinking recently, my son received this little paper in the mail, and it said he had too many transactions in between his checking and his savings account. And they put a little fine on his account because they didn't want him to overdraw one account. But aren't you glad with God's goodness, you cannot overdraw his goodness. There's never a moment where you can transfer too much goodness from the Lord and all of a sudden you get overdrawn or feed or something like that. His goodness is always into perpetuity. Hallelujah. And this is the moment to remember that. But recently, our daughter turned 16. Our daughter turned 16, and one of my clients at the hotel has kind of become a family friend. She has perks that are unbelievable. And I had mentioned to her that we were going to take our daughter down to Southern California for his 16th birthday and make a big ordeal about it because I could tell our daughter wanted to do something spectacular. She wanted to have memories. That's why we were talking about remembering. 
So my client friend, Grace, she arranges for us to get into the most sought after, I would call it restaurant experience, that you can't just walk up and go into. You can't just get to the front door, walk in, and put your name on a list. You have to already have your name on a list. Have you ever heard of Club 33? Club 33 is cool. It's, it's in Disneyland. It's right next to Pirates of the Caribbean. You have to show your face on a camera. Then they open up a little secret door. And this place is spectacular. Walt built this place to be able to host dignitaries and people that would come from around the world. Back at, I don't know, what is that, the 40s, the 50s? I have no clue. But here we, here we went and you go into that front door, you show your face, you push this little button, they open the door, and they somehow are just prepared for you because Grace had arranged the way. And then when you get inside there, there's a beautiful courtyard, they're serving tea, and you sit there and have tea, and you wait in the courtyard. Then you go up these beautiful stairs and you go into this dining area. There's this whole lounge area that's all magical, Trumpets appear out of nowhere and start playing tunes and little magical sparkles light up the entire, I don't even know what you'd call it, the cabinetry. Faces appear on, uh, on the, you know, like, uh, yeah, picture frames and stuff. It's just, it's a magical environment. If you've ever been to the Tiki Room or something like that, imagine that on steroids. And then when you sit down and have dinner, it's all a beautiful experience with some of the most gorgeous uh, experience that you can imagine when it comes to the dining room, uh, the cutlery, the plates, and on and on. And I'm thinking to myself, what is this going to cost me? And you look down and you see all the people wandering through New Orleans Square and they're getting on their rides and having all their goodness. And you're one of the rare people that are up in that window that they're looking at thinking, who are those people? So we pulled off this amazing birthday unbelievable thanks to grace and then it's over and you have to think what is the right amount of thankfulness how do i convey my thanks to her to say what you did for us was unbelievably amazing do we write a letter my son told me uh, two days ago dad we should write a handwritten letter so she doesn't forget us for the future <laughs> and i said i'm not going to push it we got in that one time very cool very very cool but what is the right amount of thankfulness? But who is given the most? The Lord, hallelujah. And that's why we are here today. And I started to think, no matter what, God truly, because He has given the most, means that we are blessed people, amen? We are so blessed. And we are the ones that are here to give the Lord our thankfulness this year. So I think about 2023. What did you think of 2023? Was it amazing? Was it okay? Was it rough? Could be a mixed bag of emotions, right? It could definitely be a mixed bag of emotions. But now we're in this beautiful time of year that I started thinking about this. The weather's cold. Do you like the cold weather? I was thinking the days are shorter. I don't dig that too much. 5.50 p.m. looks like midnight. I can't stand that. Holiday lights were so lovely. 
And we're in the season of thanksgiving. We just came out of November, the, uh, that season. We look at the, back at 2023 and we remember truly that God was our provider. He gave us a blessed year. But then when you get into 2024, what happens? We wake up the first day of the year and Japan has a monster earthquake Airplanes start crashing into each other outside of Tokyo. My dad has a 4.4 the other day, like half a mile from his house in Fontana, California. And all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, Alaska Airlines has a window that blows out the other day. And I started thinking, is this going to be 2024? No. Please, Lord. No turmoil. I felt like the world kind of went into a turmoil moment around 2020, the end of 2019. Do you recall all that time period? And I'm thinking, Lord, let there be peace on the earth. Amen? But this year started looking like there were moments where moments of uh, peace were not going to be found and all these things were going wrong. But you know what I thought about recently? One thing that I know is certain. We are blessed and God provides. Amen? If He saw you through the challenges of last year, He will come through this year, amen? He will be the God that is more reliable than the New York Yankees at, what is it called, the World Series. I had to write it down because here's my sports person. She, she teaches me everything, but she tells me that the Yankees aren't doing so great right now. So maybe that's a bad analogy. He's more reliable, I would say, than Lance Armstrong in the Tour de France. The Lord is more reliable. What's that guy from the New England Patriots, honey? Tom Brady at the Super Bowl. Our God is greater and more reliable. Amen? So when you look back, when you look back at 2023, God, in my case, was my provider. And there was a lot of moments of anxiety and stress. Were you there too? Is God your provider? Is He going to be your provider? You know what I would say? I would start thanking Him today and saying, Lord, thank You for being the provider You're going to be in this year. This will be a blessed year in Jesus' name. Jesus tells the crowds and the disciples how to pray in our passage. And the prayer is the taking time to commune with the Father. How is your prayer life? I'm prying. Do you honestly think your prayer life is where it should be? Mine is not. I have to remind myself, almost like a post-it note, Ryan, stop and pray. <laughs> I have all these little books around the house to remind me. I have my, when I see my wife this morning in our car, I'm like, let's pray over the service. Let's pray over our family. Let's pray over our kids. I have to stop and really be cognitive of having a great prayer life here and there. And prayer is taking time to talk to the God, our maker, our provider. And anyone that's not sure where to send your prayer, Jesus gives us the address in Matthew 6. So let's read it here. Matthew 6, 9-15. through 15. Actually, I'm, I'm going to back up a little bit. So I'll pick it up at 9 for the... For the uh, the purposes of the overhead, but I'm going to go back to five. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen." Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. 
And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. What a great thing to say. Then, this is how you should pray. Verse 9. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins your Father will not forgive your sins. Lord, bless the reading of Your Word. May we be changed by it. Amen. Jesus' name. What do you think of that passage? It's good, isn't it? What a great passage. We'll look at it a little bit later because there's something in there that I've never noticed before that uh, someone pointed out to me, which is amazing. Uh, And it's actually an eye-opening moment, I felt. So we'll look at it soon. But I wanted to mention, truly, we have to be people that are thankful and remember what God has done. When we remembered when Katrina hit, do you recall that moment, that terrible storm that went through uh, the southern part of the United States? One lady, her name was Debbie Shifter, she lost everything in, her, in Mississippi. She lost her home, she lost her belongings, it just all got wiped out. We remember that moment. But guess what? She was in charge, they would give, she was given one of those FEMA trailers. She was in charge of serving Thanksgiving meal in her FEMA trailer for 18 people. And she needed to prepare dinner in that disaster zone. It took her nearly an hour to find a Walmart that hadn't been destroyed and was still open for business. And she, all she could find was paper plates, paper utensils, plastic chairs, a little plastic table. And then she began cooking and preparing the meal for those 18 people that were all displaced. But when it all worked out nicely and everybody ate to the very last bite, she said these words, and it really touched my heart. She said, good, I fixed just the right amount. What a great thing to say, because it's an interesting way to look at it. When you think about it, many of us struggle, do we not? To feel that the blessings that God has given us, we stop and think, is it the right amount? When we are dining on the goodness that God has for us, is it the right amount? Do you ever feel, you don't have to raise your hand if you don't want to, but do you ever feel like, Lord, what is going on? Why aren't you answering? Why aren't you involved more? Why aren't you showing up? Why aren't you causing more victory? Why aren't you, why aren't you, why aren't you? Do you ever find yourself in that moment? David in the Bible did all the time. And she says here, good, I fixed just the right amount. But that at the end of a week, at the end of a month, whatever it is, we just started the new year, we need to believe that God gives enough. Do you believe it? He is the God that knows the right amount. Have you ever had a recipe that has a little bit too much of something? That's too salty. This is too sweet. This is not sweet enough. This is missing salt. 
that chocolate could be improved on, or that fudge. My mother has a fudge uh, recipe that she only shares with uh, uh, female lineage. Uh, It passes down through, but she won't tell what the secret ingredient is. I know what it is now, though. But uh, I tell you, sometimes, you know, when you get a recipe, you think, are all these the right amount? Well, God wants us to know that He always knows, like Scripture said, what we need before we even ask. What a God! So the first thing I want you to consider this morning is this. We must know where our bread comes from and acknowledge that bread maker. Amen? He is the provider. Hallelujah. Do you like bread? That's what Jana has almost for breakfast every day. She's so French, like baguette. <laughs> bread, she loves bread. And I would say she would know the difference between good bread or bad bread because she's so used to tasting breads. When, we, uh, when we're traveling, when we do whatever, you know, she'll tell you right away, no good, excellent, whatever it might be. But we need to know where our bread comes from, acknowledge our provider. In fact, that's how I got my wife. If you haven't heard the story, I'll tell you really quickly again. I went into Bible college here in Las Vegas. She was at the same Bible college in Santa Cruz, California. Hundreds of miles apart. But the one young lady I paid my tuition to at the main campus knew Jana. And one day I complained to her and I said, Melanie, what was her last name, hon? Wagner. And I said, Melanie... There are no gals my age at this subcampus. Send some over from the main campus. And then within a week, she said, Ryan, I know the perfect girl for you. Wow. Know where our blessings come from and provider. Amen. There are mornings now that I th- I'm, I'm the only one up in our condo. It's so peaceful. It's small, but it's still quaint. It's our home. And I look at my wife. I run by my son's room. I look at my daughter and I think, Lord, you are so good. You are so good. It's not perfect. We had a fight in the house last night. It's not perfect. There's, there's days that's pandemonium and chaos and on and on and attitudes and everything else. But you know what? God is good. Hallelujah. God is so good. I've, I've often thought to... That if people actually knew just how much that the Lord does for them on a daily basis, they would realize, as James puts it in Scripture, every good and perfect gift is from above. Amen? Coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. I take my son as much as I can to Nellis Air Force Base for the air show. And I always... My dad in, uh, in the Vietnam War, he uh, flew in a C-130, cool plane. But we always look for a C-130 that's parked, and we go under the wing to get the shade. But guess what? You can't count on that shade for very long because it'll only last about 30 minutes. That shade, that shadow changes direction. God does not change directions, hallelujah. He says here, who does not change like shifting shadows. The Lord is reliable. Which means if you're still wondering where your bread comes from, it's from above. Amen. It's from the Lord. Christ tells us to consider in our prayers when crying out to God, give me this day my daily bread. 
And he does so because he knows that as we call out to these, uh, these beautiful words to him, we'll, we're acknowledging that the Lord alone is our provider. It's nothing that my hands do. It's nothing that my mind, my crafty mind has done. The Lord alone is my provider and my sustainer. It's a complete misconception and a lie to think that I have anything to do with my needs being met. Amen? It all comes from Him or accomplished. But recently, someone at the hotel told me, you know what, Ryan? I really admire you. And I thought, well, that's nice to hear. That's cool. Why is that? Well, from what I know of you, you're in ministry, you're in watches and jewelry, you have a long career in the hotels, you hang and talk about the Lord all the time with us here at the hotel, as well as these little churches that you mentioned that you're involved in, you know, uh, on the outskirts of Vegas. But actually, you know what? We're not so little, amen, because we have the Lord. Someone asked the other day, where's Alamo? <laughs> I thought, Google, <laughs> just Google it. Uh, but... Uh, and then this person said, and you have a family that loves you, a wife that feels special, and with all your divided time. And then I said to myself, you know what? Praise the Lord. I give all the thanks to God. Not, oh, yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. No. I give thanks to God because all these gifts are from His hand alone, not mine. I know where my good and perfect gifts come from. I know where my daily bread comes from. And they are all from the Father who lives in heaven and His name alone is blessed. And I live in the shadow of that blessing. Hallelujah. His kingdom come into our lives 2024 in a powerful way. May His will be accomplished in our lives this year. Don't you want to be different from last year? Wouldn't you like to be and graduate to the next grade in the Lord? Amen. Let's move forward. Hallelujah. Because he truly is the master chef. And we are in line for his rich goodness. I mention that because one time Jan and I went to, I think we were in uh, Washington, D.C. And we like went across the river. I, I don't know if that's the Potomac. I can't remember anymore. But we went across the river into Virginia we were starving from all the... Have you ever been to D.C.? It's a lot of walking. It's a lot of walking. And we were starving. And we found this little like cafeteria thing that had this whole like buffet thing lined up. And everything was laid out. It was a bounty of deliciousness. Salads and veggies and meats and cheeses and breads. Everything you could imagine. And I had no idea what the price was because it, you would pay by the, the weight at the end. And we overcompensated and we filled up these platters and we were just grabbing everything we wanted, everything we wanted, and then we weighed it and it was like a gazillion dollars. And I thought, you have to be kidding me. You have to be kidding me. It's going to cost me an arm and a leg. Like who set that little price thing on that weight thing? They've got to be kidding me. I should get in the casino business. You guys are crazy. But I'll tell you one thing. Knowing that God's goodness has already been bought and paid for, hallelujah, all I have to do is serve Him. All I have to do is come to Him and say, I'm a sinner, Lord. I need You. Ask forgiveness of my sins. I want You in my life. You are my God and Savior. Hallelujah. He's paid the price. We remember where our bread comes from. Hallelujah. 
Second thing this morning I wanted to mention is this. In God's provisions, do you want as much as possible or do you want as much as you need? This is tough, isn't it? We're Americans. 32 ounce, big gulp, no. It goes even bigger than that. I think there's a 40-something, the super big gulp. I mean, as much as I need or as much as I want, this is a tough thing. Do I get the Ford F-150 or the big monster 350 or the this or that? I mean, we're used, to, we're used to having excess in this country, are we not? I think about this all the time. Well, I have to ask myself this question. How much do you want as much as possible or as much as you need? All of us here can personalize this question in our own way, reference to our own lives. But I ask this question very seriously because I want you to take a look back at verse 9 and remember the phrase, Our Father in Heaven. I want us to look at this for a quick moment. Jesus says it, Our Father in Heaven. It's acknowledging God as Father of our life. Amen? And it means that we're making a commitment to keep God's name holy, Honored and pure in our life. We have to think about this all the time. Which means every day I carry His name and I must be careful to represent Him properly. Amen? Respectfully and properly. To use His name lightly, then I'm dishonoring His name. So what is the mistake I made last night? Thank you for asking. My daughter heard of a scary movie that she was interested in seeing. I remembered this movie from my childhood and I thought, it's kind of a cheesy scary. So I think I'm gonna be okay with it. Let me just put on about 20 minutes of it and see what I think. So I put on the movie and I think, yeah, it's cheesy. It's, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as I thought. So in the evening, I say, okay, let's put it on and give it a try. But keep in mind, I only watched 20 minutes of it. That's no excuse, Ryan. I put on the movie and it got progressively worse and worse and worse to the point where my wife called me out on it and said, man of God, why is this in our home and on our TV? <laughs> Baby, would you forgive me? It was my mistake. There are so many things that we can put into our lives that don't need to be there, amen? My daughter thought it was okay to keep it on. I could tell it was setting up an issue with Jan and I and I thought, we just it's going off. It's going off. My mistake. So, there are things that we need this year to also consider cutting out of our lives. Amen? Making sure we're guiding in the right direction. And I think about this all the time because when we look back at our question, how am I representing the Lord, the Father of heavenly lights in my life? Think about this. All these moments, we can keep going more and more and more and it can just come to harm us. Amen? I went and took my son for lunch yesterday. We had uh, some sandwiches at Jersey Mike's. And then in the evening, Jan and I decided to go for tacos at Rubio's. I didn't even eat at home. It was the craziest thing ever. I started feeling guilty. And then when we get to Rubio's, she says, hey, I qualify for a free taco on the app. Do you want it? And I thought, do I just keep going? And I said, <laughs> I said, no, you know what? No extra taco. <laughs> Extras, extras, extras. Do we want as much as possible or as much as we need? I worked with two people in the past when I used to uh, work at Caesar's Palace. They were two of the most competitive people I'd ever known. Do you know people like that? Very, very competitive. 
One used to always say, I have to be number one in sales every month and I'll accept nothing more than number one. The other one said, I'm going to pray God's blessings to bless me every single day. And she would just pray over her sales. But the craziest thing was she'd get a sale and she'd say, Lord, that's not enough. That's just the beginning. And I thought, this is kind of interesting. And then the funny thing was, one month, this is when I was in sales, one month, I just surpassed both of them. They couldn't even believe it. And I've never been that aggressive of a salesperson. I just try to connect with people on a personal level and let them decide. So I wouldn't be the kind of guy you'd want me to lead a sales team <laughs> to, typically. And, and it, the funny thing was, is I just surpassed them both. And they asked me, how in the world are you pulling this off? And you know what I said? Thank God. Thank God. I bring it back to him. I just say, thank the Lord. He's the one that meets my needs. And if he wants to give me an abundance, I leave that to him. Amen. I believe him for the most and for the best. And whatever he decides, I still say thank you regardless. It could be this much. It could be this much. And I say thank you, Lord. He can give the proportions that he sees fit. I want to carry his name, not my own name. Amen. And they've been asking me, how is it you're doing this? That's what they were saying. And I knew exactly where it came from. It came from God. Because the Father knows what you need before you ask Him. In His provisions, how much is enough? Exactly what He knows you need. Isn't that the truth? So the last point this morning is this. As God provides, we respond with thanks for His right amount. Ooh, we respond with thanks for his right amount. God knows what I need, maybe. What he thinks I need might be very different from what I think I need. Isn't that true? Sometimes, like my daughter, I'd like to see this movie. It may not be what's beneficial for her heart or her mind. So I have to remember, like my wife reminded me yesterday, be the man of God and turn it off. <laughs> Sorry, babe. And I'll tell you this. This year, just so you know, in my life uh, in Vegas, I was behind almost the entire year, double digits, compared to 2022. And it was a cause of anxiety. There were days I was crabby. There were days that I, I wanted to give up. There were days that I just couldn't believe what was happening in 2023. Uh, I, I was uh, behind almost 30% to LY, which is last year. And I got to tell you, that's not a fun position to be in when you're in um, a selling environment and you have other stores that are doing great. But my sales kind of took a tumble uh, right around March, April, because we had a big sale that, you know, w when you have a big sale the year before, they remember that and they put it on the plan for the next year and go, hey, how are you going to overcome this? And I tried my hardest, but the moment that date hit, boom, it put me into like double-digit uh, nightmare. Jana was reminding me all the time, seek the Lord, pray, 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 take it to the Lord. And I tell, my, I tell my, uh, myself in my prayer life in the morning, Lord, I offer it up to you. I'm not going to lose uh, any hair over it. I'm not going to go gray. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to get blood pressure issues. I'm just going to leave it to you, Lord God. But for a quick moment, I thought, Lord, why aren't you coming to my help? Why aren't you coming to my aid? And I can be disappointed if I'm not careful. My mind can go that way. But then guess what happened? November. Praise the Lord. 
I was just believing God for a turnaround. And he showed up in my store. And this is the way I'm looking at it. November and December, I just rocked it with my team. And we started chipping away at our deficit down to single digits, which means almost flat to the LY number, which was a beautiful spot to be in. And then I had to remember that God is the one who supplies our needs. Amen? He's the one that supplies our needs. And I do get a little competitive. I want to blast out those Southern California stores and show them what Vegas can do. I get a little bit of a, I don't know, let me stop. But anyways, you can see, I get a little competitive. I can. But I have to remember, I need to, prov- uh, to look at God's provision from a new perspective. And this is the way I think about it. I can choose to express my thanks to the Father by saying, Lord, you blessed me with just the right amount. And that's the way we should look at it. So when we pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. God's will is always superior to my will, is it not? Have you ever heard of strong-willed people? May the strongest will be his, not mine. He has a greater vision than I do. So when we pray, your will be done, Know that we're not tossing ourselves just to fate, hallelujah, or to a whim. That's the way we should look at it. But we are praying to a God that has perfect purpose. And His will will be accomplished this year in 2024. So believe in Him for an amazing 2024, exactly what He thinks you will need. Hallelujah. But let's mention forgiveness. Ooh, what do you think of forgiveness? Is there someone that you need to offer forgiveness to? Be honest. Have you had an issue with anybody this last year? Personalities, challenges, on and on and on. We switch to forgiveness for a quick moment. For us to take part in thanksgiving properly, we must put Christ's words to action. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Did you know that if we refuse to forgive others, then God will refuse to forgive us? Do you believe that? I didn't say it. Red letters. Jesus. And guess why the Lord says that? Because if we cannot forgive others, we ourselves have forgotten that we are all sinners who have also fallen short. Isn't that true? Of God's glory. It's not easy For us to ask for God's forgiveness, but many times we find it hard to grant to others. Sometimes we go to the throne, Lord, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, but we forget to offer that same forgiveness to others. So in this season, as we start 2024, I want you to start clean. Thank Him for the right amount of blessing and thank Him for the people that we need to grant forgiveness to. Amen? So as we close this morning... As we close, I wanted to mention this. Are you feeling thankful? Just a quick question. Are you feeling blessed? Were you worried a little bit about 2024? Anybody? A little bit concerned? The right amount of thankfulness in 2024 is based on four things that I wrote down as I thought about it. I just want to mention these quickly. We need to give God praise daily in 2024. Give Him the acknowledgement. We need to pray for God to act in this world. Amen. Lord, be there for the people of Japan. Be there for the people of the Middle East. Be there for the people of Ukraine. 
We need to ask the Lord to act in this world. We also need to pray for our daily needs. Lord, now, globally, think about me here in Overton. I made a milestone in Overton last week. I bought my first cup of Joe coffee and got my member card. I'm going to go punch it as soon as we're on our way home. I'm going to go grab another one and show that I'm part of the community. Give me another punch. And not only do we need to pray for our daily needs, but we need to pray for help with our daily struggles. Do we struggle? Of course we do. We all go through struggles. So remember that God is holy. Honor His holy name this year. And then you can say, Your kingdom come this year, Lord God, into my life, into my spiritual life. Hallelujah. And Jesus said these words, The kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation. Jesus said in Luke, Nor will people say, Here is the kingdom or there is the kingdom, because the kingdom of God is within you. Did you hear that? The kingdom of God is within you. So be thankful God's kingdom has arrived because you're sitting here and His kingdom is within you. Hallelujah. It's about relationships. It's about hearts, people. Amen. God is the sustainer. He is the provider. Don't reject God's decree to forgive others. Don't refuse Him. We are sinners all the same. Hun, would you mind grabbing my phone? Not my work phone. Ignore that one. People will wrong you this year. Do you believe it? People are going to wrong you this year. Are you prepared for it? Do the right thing. Forgive and be thankful that they're in your life. And when they wrong you, you know how to pray for them even better. So what did I learn about the Lord's Prayer that I never noticed before until Rick Hamlin pointed it out? He said... The truth about the Lord's Prayer is this. It's a reminder from Jesus that you really can't pray for yourself, by yourself, without somehow praying for others. Because it doesn't say, My Father who art in heaven. It says, Our Father who art in heaven. And when you put that plural on it, you're praying for others as well. You're becoming a part of a group and a community. So he says this, I prayed the Lord's Prayer all my life, but only recently when someone pointed out something about prayer, something I probably heard a million times before, did it really hit me and make a difference to my prayer life. It's all in the first person plural. Our Father, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation. It's as though Jesus was reminding the disciples and us that you really can't pray for yourself by yourself. So what should this mean to our prayer life? Do we call our prayer ministry a prayer life? It should be. When I get stuck and too wrapped up in my own concerns, which I must tell you happens quite frequently, he says this, I remember I am reminded of someone who else needs help. Someone who in fact needs even more help desperately than even I do. I heard myself recently say at a retreat that this in measure of my mental health, he said, when we look into the Lord's Prayer, our Father give us this day our daily bread. I'm sure it's obvious to you, he says, but it takes me decades to figure this out, this one out. Give me another few decades and I might have another epiphany, but for now I'm working this one out. 
that I'm connected to others. Got a prayer that needs to be answered? Tell me what it is. I want to pray for you, he says. For me, for all of us together. So in 2024, remember, we are in this together. Hallelujah. We are not on our own, and we are a part of what God is doing. He discovered this about the Lord's Prayer. So hallelujah. Let's stand and pray, amen. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. What is the right amount of thankfulness? Our very lives, hallelujah. And we give those lives to you, Lord. So as we end this day, Father, we end with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Bless 2024 and your people, Lord God. And we will respond by saying thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I should have brought the King James for that passage. That's a King James moment, not NIV. Be blessed. If you need prayer, stay behind and call this a blessed year and declare and decree 2024 a year for the Lord. Amen? God bless you.